Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And today we're going to talk about stuff. And things. Stuff and things. <laughs> and things and stuff. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. We're going to talk. Hey, we actually did it that time. Hey, that, yay. We're, we're getting somewhere with it. Yes. So should that be our new theme song? Please no. send us messages. No. I'll do a poll. I'll do a poll in the Facebook group. How's that? Democracy, really? We're using that uh, as a fallback. Veto power. Fair. Yes. Yes. So um yesterday was Saturday. Twice. The thirteenth the thirteenth of April, which means it was record store day. And uh, Record Store Day is one of my favorite days of the year. I think I've only missed one or two. Have you ever done it? I have not. Oh. I have. I only went through a, a short period of my life where I was really invested in trying to get my hands on vinyl. And that was in 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And wow. I, I still have all my vinyl. I haven't picked up a record player again since. The only reason why I had record player at the time is because i was using my roommates in college ah yes which was super cool at the time he had a really nice record player and giant uh these like giant 70s panel speakers oh so they yeah. didn't have like a, a cone i don't honestly know how the speakers work but the fidelity was ridiculous and my it, they were, my desk was in the living room the way we had it set up and so and so was the the speaker so i would throw on a record and then do homework at my desk mm. and listen to it in full high fidelity stereo yeah, there's a lot I love about records, and one of the things that I, it's a love and hate relationship is flipping it. Yes, um, it just makes you. I feel like it forces you to be kind of present and have like a physical relationship with the music that you're listening to, versus you know putting on a five hour long playlist and just kind of rolling through it um, and not really thinking about it again. So yeah, I, I think it was helpful because it forced me to take homework breaks. Mm-hmm. And that is Flip important. Record, grab another yeah. drink. Yeah, a drink of uh, red wine. Uh, not that year because I was not twenty-one, and I wasn't brave enough to drink under the age of twenty-one on my dry campus. I didn't drink at all on my dry campus. I didn't actually drink at all really until I was twenty-five. I didn't feel like okay. it. Yeah. No, I had the weird thing where I would drink in high school because it was legal in Germany, and that right. was just you know have a beer on the back porch with my dad that was totally normally acceptable mm -hmm. and then going to college and it was like i can't even have a drink with my dinner this is so strange uh, so <laughs> yeah i, I did great for i didn't really drink for the first couple of years of college and then i hit my wild phase and yeah. which all things considered not that wild yeah uh i'm when i when i go when i party it's uh it's party with a lowercase p. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, I'm not a big partier, but um, to me, Record Store Day is one of the things I liked about it was um, when I lived in Nashville, I'd always go to Grammy's record store and they would always have this big outdoor party with bands and everything in the shop was on sale and there were food trucks and it was, it really was a party. And I know that Easy Street Records in West Seattle does more of the party thing, but I live so close to Sonic Boom and Ballard. 
and I and I mm-hmm. know a lot of the employees there um, from my time with Timber and Artist Home, and the the owner and I have you know he's a great guy, Mike Mike Pitts, um, and I just we Rick and I woke up uh, really early, not not really early. People apparently started lining up at like four in the morning, but Rick and I got there around eight on our bikes, just kind of soaked. It rained only on our way to the record store. Um, but Mike brought out donuts and coffee for everybody. I got, I got everything I really cared about getting, including, uh, Prince had, um, in the nineties, the first thing he ever released as the symbol was sort of an unofficial release. It was a cassette tape he did for the Versace, uh, fashion show for fashion week. And these things used to go for like $4,000. And Holy cow. I know there weren't a lot of them made and there still aren't a lot of them, but um, they made 4,000 and I picked up one and that's like the thing I was like, if nothing else, I want that. And I want um, this. There was another Prince thing that came out that I picked up uh, that was only, I think released in Japan. It's just a bunch of remixes um, and dance mixes, which is cool. And then an Elvis Costello thing. So it's like, if nothing else, I want those and the Julian Baker 45. So we picked up those, playing played through most of them. Rick and I, uh, since we were got there so early, we were very excited because it's the first year in Seattle that we've gotten early enough to get uh, special swag. The record stores were giving out record store day bags, and they were all packed with all kinds of goodies or garbage, depending on how you look at it. I got I got something that's kind of mysterious. It has like some mysterious autographs on it. I assume mm-hmm. it's the record shop employees, but I, I legitimately don't know what it is. Um, but in some buttons, uh, who's that? Is it Mac DeMarco or is it Mark DeMacco? Mac DeMarco? That sounds right. Your That's a person. Is as good as mine. Yeah. I got an enamel pin from him and I love enamel pins. I don't really know who he is. so. But we, we thank him for his existence anyways. Yes. Thank you Thank for, you for the button. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the only I have heard of this person. Um, do you know who Mitski is? No? I don't think so. Well, she she's one great. And one of the best albums I've heard in the past year is her most recent record, Be the Cowboy. And he's releasing a record that has the word cowboy in it. And I think his first single from that album is going to have the same title as one of the songs on the Mitski album. And mm-hmm. I I do believe it's entirely coincidental on his part, but that nobody else in his circle said, um, wait, uh, I mean, it's maybe rethink this. Right. Yeah. So, but oh, that's just a long story short. Um, or short story long, if you want to sound like an old person who says that kind of thing. Um, mm. But I had uh, just... Oh, my short story long. Oh, short story long. Record store day, one of my favorite days of the year. Um, big shout out to, to Sonic Boom for, for putting it on. If you're ever in Seattle, check them out. Uh, say hi to all of them. Just, uh, I love supporting local record stores. And I love keeping my money in my community whenever possible. 
That's definitely, uh, I'm a fan of supporting small businesses, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, can we, can we switch gears and talk about arguably one of the biggest businesses in the world? Yes. Uh, just to set up a, an extreme level of hypocrisy for today's topic. <laughs> I don't call it hypocrisy. Well, it, it's going to sound a little hypocritical in context. Go for but it. Friday, one of the most groundbreaking things hit, uh, in that was the teaser trailer for episode nine. It's finally here. Yeah. It, it's, it, I know it, we have all have more questions than answers, don't we? Uh, I don't know about that, but oh man. So I, if, if you don't know this, I'm, I'm a huge star Wars fanatic and it's, it's, it's not quite unhealthy, but it's not terribly far off from becoming an unhealthy obsession. Uh, so like, if, Oh, you're if, fine. Like the question that goes around is like, Oh, other than guitar, what do you do? And, uh, my answers are uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. and Age of Empires. But What's that's that? A, I'm kidding. That's, <laughs> uh, I, I do every once in a while. Like uh, One of the ways I de-stress in a quiet fashion, typically late at night when guitar is no longer super chill, is a nice round of Age of Empires 2. So, yeah. Anyways, that, that's uh, a digression. Uh, we can talk more about that another day. Or if you want to talk about that with me, join our Facebook group and just hit me up with your Steam account and maybe we can get together and play some time. Yeah, please do that fun. because I don't really want to talk about video games on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. There's lots of economy and stuff. It's Star Wars. Exciting. Star Wars. So Star Wars is probably the thing I've been into that is the most invested franchise, the franchise I'm most invested in. I cannot talk today. Goodness. So I love Star Wars. I like literally on my desk right now, I've got four Star Wars pint glasses. I have a lunchbox that I've got a, a poster on the wall behind me. Uh, I just have a bunch of stuff in my closet is Star Wars themed. It's yeah, I love it. I breathe it. And I am very hopeful to see how episode nine wraps up this trilogy, which has had its ups and definitely had its downs but super let's, let's excited focus on to... the ups <laughs> i'm super excited about the the trailer if you didn't watch it please do so and then also check out my alternate ending that i edited uh, it's not just alternate fun. it's true it's the real one yeah, it, the one disney doesn't is, want you is... to see right share it get the word out so people know the truth the people deserve to know the truth and then not have it suppressed by the mouse. Mm, yes. Don't be suppressed by the mouse. The mouse is a suppressor. I'm being repressed. I'm being repressed. I'm being repressed. Look at me. The mouse. He's repressing me. <laughs> he does. It does. Uh, that's, Who that's... made you king? <laughs> Gosh. Copyright laws and money. That'll do it. It will. Um, I'm going to, uh, for the sake of our listeners who... Uh, either don't watch teaser trailers so they could be as surprised as possible, which is what I tend to do. I don't actually like to watch trailers for movies. Mm-hmm. This was an exception for me because I was super, super, super excited and couldn't hold it all in. You don't watch uh, trailers? I typically don't. I like to go to a theater knowing next to nothing about the movie I'm about to watch. Oh man, I like to watch the trailer like when we when 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 DVDs were a thing. Um I would always be like, let's watch the trailer before the movie. And all of my friends would roll their eyes so hard. But on the flip side, 
I don't like to listen to singles before the album comes out. I like to listen to the whole album at once. Yep, that's that's how I tend to be as well. Nerd! Yep. So, anyways, with that in mind, I'm not going to talk any further about the trailer. I don't want to spoil anything because there's lots of uh, twists and some unforeseen things going on that are blowing everyone's minds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. We're just going to leave it at that. Let, let's. Um, so next up is just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we launched, I believe it was last week or the week before, our shiny new website. Shiny. And on that shiny new website is a shiny new store where you can get get offset merchandise. What, what? Or undershirts. Or undershirts. That's still merchandise. Andrew wears them as undershirts. I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. I'm wearing uh, the tank top we have for sale on the website right now. It's very soft. And I'm also not going to lie. I'm not currently wearing any merch whatsoever. I'm still in church clothes. Oh, okay. Um, But I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, a few people. I'm not going to name your whole names, but uh, the folks who have ordered merch so far um melissa f and dylan c and michael h thank you so much for supporting the podcast uh it means the world to us it it's just so cool i hope you like the shirts i actually did a test order to make sure the whole process went smoothly um if, if you're not familiar with drop shipping that's how we're doing shirts just because um we then don't have to have a bunch of shirts in our very small living spaces. And we don't want to assume everyone's shirt sizes and yeah. awkwardly end up with tons of insert shirt size here. Yeah. Our, and the size on the website, they go all the way up to from like XS to four X. So it should fit like it, if, if our shirts don't work for you, like let us know what, I, and if you do get the shirt, let us know what you think. Um, we just like we're new to this. We really want to make this as as fun, fun as possible. And if if you choose to spend your hard earned money like supporting us, like we want to support you right back. It's it's just like I never thought that we would get to that kind of point. Yeah, it's super humbling, super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, could not be more thankful for everyone's support. And if you have any questions, we are available. We are here to be your friend. We are here to be accessible. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, we're very much committed to that. Speaking of accessibility, Facebook group. Yes, but before we do the Facebook group, I want to do something really quick okay. because I wanted to appreciate everyone who's purchased merch so far. So if we just get really quiet here for a second. That's my thank you snaps. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. Thank you, All snaps. Right. Yay. Thank you. Yay. I do golf I'm just clap. Very excited. That sounded probably really bad and weird. <laughs> Every time I think like golf clap, I think of um Oh, what's her name from Sweet Like uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Oh God, you're so uh, much younger than I am, yay, aren't me. you? Um, I think of that movie with Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Is it Demolition Man? Am I making that up? But they do golf clap there. There's only one Emilio Estevez movie that really counts. Is it The Breakfast Club? Yes. Okay. 
I'm Why trying to say that like you were surprised. No, it's because I'm trying to think of anything else and I'm struggling. Exactly. It's, huh. it's the only Emilio Estevez movie that like really counts in this universe. I think he's technically an apocalypse now. I'm just I'm 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 just firing off hot takes just for the sake of hot takes at this point. I think he basically played a, a body double for his dad when his dad had a heart attack during filming of Apocalypse. That now. is super depressing. Well, they're both I was fine. Not prepared for that. What? <laughs> they're fine. He's fine. <laughs> Martin Sheen's still okay. alive. He's a he's inside Red okay. He's from Dayton, Ohio. What? What? Is everybody from Ohio? Yeah. I I kind of feel that way. Yeah, they are. <laughs> we're all from ohio um yes but accessibility yes we have accessibility. a facebook group wait what we have a facebook group i know i'm just playing it's fun it's i mean you're there i've seen you i've seen it we also have uh it's really cool like i really enjoy how active it is and people talking about everything from their cats to their guitars to like uh, their bonfires their bonfires yes Heck yeah into so that uh, someone posted a video of a bonfire with some background music and i was all about that and it's taking everything in me right now to not go start a fire in the fire pit during this recording session just because i know that would create a lot of background noise mm. yeah I need one to get of these of days i just want to record a podcast session like sitting in front of a fire sipping on scotch just that sounds like a good time you know we could do that we should do that That'd be great. Yeah. Just some crackling, making s'mores. Well, if you're in our Facebook group, sorry to cut you off. No, no, I'm I'm just derailing everything with all of my rabbit trails. (laughs) Uh, If you're in our Facebook group, we also have a group chat. Um, It's not too overwhelming. It is a lot of cats. Um, There are definitely lots of cats. I hope you're not listening to this podcast thinking, I just talk about their cats too much. Uh, That would make me sad. But, um, yeah, I love my cat, Princess Carrie Fisher. So that's that. Um, the last little piece of housekeeping before we get into sponsors and the topic is uh, if you're enjoying this podcast and you feel so compelled to leave us a positive review on iTunes, it would be very meaningful for us, especially if you, if you like the podcast, if you have too many shirts or don't want to spend money, if you could leave a nice review uh, that helps us go up in the the ranking. So hopefully we'll get more listeners and we can help grow this community and more people can hear these conversations um, and things. So uh, Andrew, do you want to read the first of the positive reviews that we got this week? I would love to. All right. So this comes from Lumpy Cam. Lumpy this is on Wednesday. Uh, and the headline of this is great, unique take on the topic exclamation mark it's a five-star review and it says i am a relatively new listener and discovered this podcast from other listeners on a shared facebook group i've played guitar since i was six my kids also play and i love the take this podcast has i am glad this is out there i think my daughter may enjoy this one over the typical format because it's kind of like talking to me guitars and cats can dominate the conversation or rather guitars and cats dominate the conversation often it's a very so generic warm. name, but I want to be your friend, whoever yeah, Lumpy Cam is. Yeah, if you're I'm Lumpy awesome. Cam, join our Facebook group and send us a message. We want to give Absolutely. you a virtual high five and maybe send you a sticker or something. You know, I'd be down for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
If you write a positive view, let us know, and we will send you some swag. Um, swag. Can I read the next one? Because it makes yep, me happy. This is all you. This one's called Get, Get Get Offset, and it's by it's by it's by Australian heartthrob Rex Manning. Uh, this podcast explores issues thoughtfully while not taking itself too seriously. The hosts complement each other well and have a knack for bringing on interesting guests. Yay! Rex Manning. Oh, Rex Manning, marry me. No. You don't know who Rex uh, Manning is, do you, Andrew? Tell, I'm going to have to tell Rick about this. Uh, Rick knows. Because he knows. Because uh, April 8th is Rex Manning Day. <gasps> and what exactly is Rex Manning Day? Oh, Rex Manning Day is... It's a day to not dwell for it is Rex Manning Day. Not today. It's Rex Manning Day. Um, there's this movie that was probably a few years before its time, released in the 90s, called Empire Records. And it has uh, Liv Tyler, Renee Zellwinger, um, and some other, oh gosh, people whose names are just escaping me right now. You know, but, I think I've seen part of that. Doesn't that have a Chris Cornell cameo in it? Nope, you're thinking of singles. I'm so out of it right now. Goodness. Mm, yes. Yes, you oh, are. Um, but it's a day in the lives of these uh, record store employees, and it's Rex Manning Day. Uh, basically, this this sort of washed out uh, former teen heartthrob uh, played by the guy who plays the main character in Grease 2, another one of my favorite movies, um, he comes to the store to do an autograph signing. So it's just, it's mostly focused on their drama, but the whole surrounding of it is that it's Rex Manning Day. And that's on April 8th. Uh, every year we celebrate, we watch Empire Records, we high-five each other, and we we quote our one of our favorite movies. It's kind of a dud when it came out, but it's become quite a big, uh, has a, quite a big following. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a great movie. I'll loan you the DVD sometime. Yeah, that sounds like I'll have to watch that. Yes, yes. Uh, Rex Manning, total skeeve. But uh, the most famous <laughs> quote, the most famous quote from that movie is, damn the man, save the empire. Nice. Which actually could go back into Star Wars. Ooh, Star Wars. Yes. Uh, so sponsors. Yay. Man, the, this episode is just full of so many happy things. And it's just a great reminder that we've got a lot of love and support. And I'm super about that. Same. But uh, so, yeah. today's yeah, episode is brought to you by Jennings Guitars. What? what? Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you've probably heard the spiel multiple times, and I'm going to unapologetically let it loose once more. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Jennings, Chad is run by a gentleman by the name of Chad, Chad Jennings, Jennings Guitars. Uh, and he does a phenomenal job. His guitars are all very well reasonably priced. I would say they're 
too reasonably priced, but hopefully he's not listening. So he doesn't get any ideas because I like those prices. (laughs) Uh, He is an expert luthier. He is well-trained. It's not, he's not just a hobbyist. This is his career. This is what he's been working towards since he was a kid. This is his life. This is his passion. And he does a fine job with his guitars. They're original. They are super classy looking. I am ordering a, Voyager Deluxe. Oh, it's going to be so cool. Very excited. I'm just uh, cobbling together the last little bit of change I need to do so. And just, I'm everything I can sell and get rid of. I'm just trying to make it happen. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is coming to my fleet. Yes. So I'm, I'm quite excited. As Uh, you should be. I'm excited for you. I'm excited because I really want to try it out. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, check out uh, Jennings Guitars on Instagram and their website or just give chad a message facebook instagram whatever works best for you but hit him up super great guy he's always welcome to answer questions and he does have a phone number and he does answer phone calls oh yeah is he is he really a millennial if he answers the phone i don't see i hate that stereotype because i'd much rather call someone Mm -hmm. than text someone or send an email it just it's it's faster it's personal it's it just one thing at a time, you know, rather than like texting eight different people at the same time, I'd rather call them one at a time. Part of that's because I'm, I have a hard, like a really small attention span and I have a hard time focusing on like more than a couple things at a time. Yeah. Otherwise I get sidetracked and then nothing gets done. <laughs> I digress. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's Jennings guitars. Check them out if you haven't done so already. Nice. Well, um, we started this episode talking about supporting small businesses and I think we're probably going to spend the rest of the episode talking about the same thing. That's the plan. And this is why I said uh, I was going to sound a little hypocritical in context as uh, the people that make Star Wars currently are not a small business. Quite the opposite, in fact. Oh, no, they're an enormous entity, if not Indeed. the biggest. Well, probably one of the biggest entertainment entities in the world. Yeah. So this is this is a very open-ended very open-ended topic and we're kind of see where this goes but the my overall take that i'm going to come into this with is i think supporting small businesses such as jennings guitars or other small builders bookworm effects a, dwarfcraft effects people we found on the show on. yeah yeah we've had so many incredible guest hosts on the show i'm just incredibly humbled by that mm-hmm. and it's not because we can't get the big the big dogs um, that we haven't tried. Yeah. I feel like we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. And there's something wrong. Like I have, okay, let me just preface this by saying, if you have a big company that you've probably worked really, really hard and you totally deserve your success. Um, Absolutely. Mo- okay. Okay. All right. You most likely deserve your success and I'm happy for <laughs> you. I'm never going to tell anybody to not buy pedals from, whoever they want to buy pedals from. But for me personally, I love having that one-on-one connection with um, the pedal builders. If I can, um, same with shop owners, keeping money local, you know, helping people keep their dreams alive, all very important things to me. And I love looking down at my pedal board and saying, oh, Louise sent that to me or um, Brian Sprague sent me these or Brian Bicknell made that for us or, you know, Leon from Pelican Noiseworks 
made this for me and matthew hoops i mean the, the yeah, list seriously. Goes, goes on and on yeah no, you, just, that. you can i get to associate them with you know real real people and not like i i just yeah I, okay, i'm having so, trouble with that i know you're incredibly positive and while i appreciate that i now feel it necessary to to come in as devil's advocate here talk talk, talk some talk some yang yeah to my yang. Uh, sure we'll we'll use that um so i i so I just want to come into this with a, as a discussion, but I recognize that things are, we live in a capitalistic society. Capitalism is a thing for a reason. And whether you love it or you hate it, that's kind of the way things are running right now. And there's a lot of people that do love it and that's how they operate. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say whether or not someone should or should not follow that. But mm-hmm. I, I do think that there is a merit to the flip side of wanting to support small businesses is it's not, there's more to it than that. And well, it's mindful why- capitalism because these people start businesses like the, that is the American dream is that you can like make a living doing your own thing. Like no, like you don't have to necessarily have to have a boss. Right. Well, yes and no. I, so I'm trying to think of how, I, where I can come at this with, um, you know, I'm just going to jump right into an example. Okay. And, this is going to be an indirect way of, uh, let's say I, okay, here we go. You ready? As ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> Same. So if I've got, say, a, a 1981 Inventions DRV, and that's, yeah, I've supported a small builder, and I've got a couple of this kind of stuff uh, from other builders, but then I, I am looking for an effect. And I, I love supporting small businesses, but I'm on a tight budget. So I pick up, let's say, a Behringer, a Moor, or a Donner. And it's not negatively impacting another business uh, because I'm not stealing from them. But I think the, the where this turns into a bit more of a, a gray area. And not to be in a judgmental sort of way towards anyone who's purchased uh, budget gear. It, it's a question of like, oh, well, is this really not having an impact? Uh, and I think this kind of conversation also got brought up on an earlier episode where we talked about presets and mm-hmm. irs uh, the the digital components uh, the code part of uh, some of those digital pedals of like oh well like i can i can i can rip this from I, my buddy's got this i can just take a copy from him without paying for it because it's not really impacting someone and I, I think the conversation for us to talk about is it's not really so black and white as as simple as I give my money to one company and it's ha- good for them and it doesn't affect anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if you're following along that uh, and you want to go back to listen to that original episode, it was episode four. Oh, it was that early. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a great episode that actually stirred up a lot of chatter. And I, I think it was someone at own hammer popped on one of the forums mm-hmm. uh, and says like, uh, I think they were saying that they were incredibly, uh, disturbed and like bothered by the fact that people didn't understand how this stuff works and how that right. directly impacts his ability to feed his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the idea is like, if you're not paying money for a thing that he made and he relies on as his livelihood, then um, in the same way that borrow to burn uh, dismantled the music industry in a lot of ways, that could possibly happen to the people who spend a lot of time making these presets that we like. And that kind of can go into um, uh, 
things that aren't necessarily presets but are budget clones is that what you're saying yeah i mean i think that's i mean that's exactly what i'm saying uh and i'm i'm gonna say the things i'm saying with a very open hand uh with my and just and and also no judgment no i mean i've had budget gear before i I think i've still got budget here now mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so the, i don't want to sound judgy or anything uh, my my goal in having this is just to start a conversation right and so the the conversation is is the concept that our decisions have wider ripple effects than i think we realize mm-hmm. and so let's say if we're purchasing behringer stuff because it's um it's just because it's an accessible effect or, or newer or donner. Uh, there's the, <laughs> this is great one. A uh, couple months ago, Electro Harmonics announced that they won a lawsuit against Moore. Which is insane. Moore, yeah. In China, well, it, they won that lawsuit. Right. And China's court system isn't known for being very kind to capitalism. Or intellectual property. Right. and So that's enormous so, that they won that. Oh yeah, it's a really big deal, and the reason why uh, what exactly happened is that Moore ripped the digital code out of a Pog, which is Electroharmonics's octave pedal. Mm-hmm. So they completely lifted that and then downloaded it into their own octave pedal, and they they had done such a, a sloppy job that they had even kept the copyright notice from Electroharmonics in their pedal, yeah, like in the yep. code. They just ripped everything piece for piece. And I think it's a super bummer because that's at that point, it's just a pog with cheaper components. And I'm not super cool with that. I'm not cool with that at all. And if, if of all places, not to rip on China, just their legal system is notoriously lax on intellectual property and copyrights and trademarks. So I think that's, that's, that's pretty clear, like black and white cut and dry, what Moore did in this instance was wrong. Right. In that instance, definitely. But what about with analog components? Because nobody owns electricity, as we've discussed with as we discussed with Brian um, right. Bicknell. An analog, so an analog circuit, you can I could c- copy a Boss SD one bit for bit for bit and sell it. I don't know why I'd want to do that, but because, because it's awesome. Put- well, it is awesome, but you can get them used for 30 bucks. Let's say uh, yeah. King of Tone. Those sell for obnoxious amounts of money used. And I could I could clone that piece for piece and sell it, and that would legally be okay. Uh, and it's this is where we get into the gray area of what's the difference between a clone and what's the difference between... Uh, Total ripoff? Well, there's a ripoff and then there's clones, which it's totally fair game to take someone else's circuit and clone mm-hmm. most of it, but make some different key differences. Yeah. Uh, and because they're, every little variable makes such a difference. Right. And I in no means want to rip on small builders who build variations on established circuits. But I, I think what I'm trying to get at is a, a large, particularly large companies uh, who are punching down, so to speak. Just as the power dynamic is they've got uh, companies like that have the production power and whatnot that just completely overwhelm small builders. And I don't think that 
I honestly don't think they deserved it. Question mark. Yeah, I I think that like there there are plenty of um, mirrored examples of this and other facets of you know consumerism in general. Uh, Urban Outfitters, for example, is notorious for like scrolling through Etsy, seeing a design they like, and stamping it on their own stuff. Like that happens in fashion quite a lot and there's little if no recourse um for those designers who originally came up with this idea or that slogan because they can't they don't have the money to fight it and if they don't trademark like a saying with a design and a lot of them don't because they're like weekend hobbyists it's it's a lot harder for them to come back and say wait i you're selling this thing for 50 bucks and i was selling it for 30 but more people know you exist than i exist like what can you do for that so um i guess my question to you andrew is can you think of examples where big companies have taken the designs of smaller companies because when i see cloning i i think it seems to me that the bigger um uh, the bigger direction that goes is you know it's, it's more likely a small company clones a big pedal or a big company clones another big company, like more electroharmonics, or is it Behringer and Boss? Behringer clones a lot of Boss stuff, but they also clone other things uh, yeah. as well and have historically. And particularly, their analog circuits tend to be like part for part recreations of these clones. And like, I get it. it, it it's, it, I'm conflicted in the sense that i understand that there's a need for budget gear this is like the reason why i love budget gear is like squire you've gotta have the squires in the guitar world to make it accessible for new players right uh, but squires owned by fender mm-hmm. i don't know it it's just it's all super muddy and i i guess i my goal here is not to come out with any solid conclusions of what people should or should not do. For those listening to this, I want them to just take a moment and think about their spending habits and how that could possibly affect small businesses um, or even moderate sized businesses or just thinking about things in terms of how I spend my money has much more of an impact than the direct transaction. Right. I think that's fair. I, I, I think that younger generations um, are becoming more uh, interested in that. I think yeah. that is apparent in a lot of facets of society right now, from revitalization of ur- urban areas to uh, the boom we've seen in recent years uh, that might may or may not be plateauing, but seems to be plateauing of this boutique gear industry and pedals and effects. And um, yeah, I think, I, I think that's something to think about. That's something I like to think about. Um, I love budget gear too, though. I like to be able to get something more affordable to decide if I even like an effect type. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy the Earthquaker um, pyramids when I've never, as my first flanger, that would be insane. Can you imagine? Right. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine because it was my second flanger and my first one was uh, Chase Bliss. Oh, 
Jeez, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, the first sham Android mayonnaise, was the, man. Yeah, that one. That's actually probably the most epic flip I've ever had. We've I talked that about part. that one. That's insane. Yeah. For a hundred bucks. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, but I paid much, like not much less for my first Slanger. I paid pay eighty uh, bucks for a more or a something like that. Yep. So budget gear definitely has its place. I think if you're looking at purchasing budget gear, just maybe seek out options or just consider where you're spending your money. I'm personally no. not going to make a statement of what companies you should and should not buy from because I don't want to get into any sticky situations here. No. But, no, um, and I would never want to like explicitly tell someone how, how they should or should not spend their money in general, but I think it's something to consider. I think it's important to consider just generally what what your like what effects your actions have on everything because <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> uh, when I listen to it later, I'm sure I'll know exactly why you laughed. But right now, I'm like, uh, um, yeah. I I, I hate to quote mommy bloggers. Um, but I used to have a client and through that client, the work I had to do is I had to reach out to mommy bloggers a lot. And one of the mom blog, a lot of them are about finance, like managing your finances, like how to save money when you have like a lot of kids and it's important. And uh, one woman said, how you spend your money shows what you value in life. And I think that's just so true. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because we all make decisions about how we spend our money or how we don't spend our money. Because as my therapist says, sometimes, you know, not doing anything is making a decision. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, Therapy session. Oh, yeah. I know this conversation has been super convoluted. And thank you for bearing with us through this so far. Uh, yeah. I think this is just us opening a can of worms. Uh, it. And I want to continue this conversation in the group. Let's talk yeah. about budget gear. Let's talk about clothes. Uh, joiner. Yeah. Joiner Facebook group. Let's have a discussion about this. Uh, we're yeah. uh, like I've said before, multiple times on the podcast is we're not here to provide the absolute conclusive. This is what you should and should not do. And this is who's right and who's wrong because good gravy. I, I don't need that kind of responsibility. Oh, no way. Uh, and I'm not nearly arrogant. I'm a little arrogant, but I'm not arrogant enough to think that I've got the the set answers for this kind of stuff. Oh no. Uh, so let let yeah join the group. Let's talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, the the budget gear companies of the world mm -hmm. and how what we can be doing. Yes. How we, how we can be best spending our money, but how we can be best supporting this community. Cause it's one of my favorite things about the guitar world is this is very much a community and we're all in this together. And I, I sound like such a total hippie right now, but that's okay. Sunshine Renard. Yeah, man. Just, just, just gotta love each other, man. Ah, uh, would it be an episode to, to get offset without that voice? No, it has to come out once an episode. Yes, but it's not usually you. Yeah, well, I don't know. It just felt, it felt just right. felt like the right time, you know. It just felt like, yeah, so righteous, righteous. Well, on you that note, go to In and Out later. No, I don't. <laughs> well, I want In and Out so bad. Now shoot. <laughs>
Yeah. Callie Burger. I'm having in and out soon. Oh, yep. You're going to California. Tremendous. Early May? Something like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm planning on keeping it to a more family based trip. So I'll, I'll keep the details private for cool. the podcast sake. Cool. 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 Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. This has been the Get Offset podcast. Again, I'm Emily. And I am Andrew. Goodbye. Goodbye.